pain. It is Wednesday, my dudes. This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to YLS. Top 100 acting performances, or top 100 people that these guys saw in movies and said, ah, let's pick that one. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a pick on today's list that is the most confusing pick I've seen in a long time. Uh-oh. Also from a movie I love, which is also really confusing. So I'm really excited for that. Um, not happy about it. Uh, we got Coho, Coho, two-time first place. Can you make it a third? Can you beat um, Bolin for the third time? Let's. I. I. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, at this point, uh, I, I like. I like that Boatman and I are split on weeks one. I'm not winning the overall, but I like the 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 my odds of of continually racking up individual week wins. I'm going to try and do that. Uh, but I think Boatman has rebounded from his last two weeks of garbage takes, so he'll be okay. Uh, and then Bars here this week, which means he won't get anything higher than third. And Jack is uh, Jack's gonna get less. Jack's Jack. So let's. Yes. Uh, I will see if I can win another one. Um, Jack, how are you doing? Uh, I'm here, and I'm excited to talk about the most confusing pick so far. Uh, I knew. I, I was like, why am I talking yeah. to Jack first? I just fine. realized that. I just have a real quick question, Jack, before we get started. Yes. Scale of 1 to 10, how tired are you? Eh, seven, seven and a half, something. Oh. something like that. I, just, I just need to know where I can need to coach you and help you through your, your choices for a second. Um, all right, next up, uh, the man that is the best person at quoting movies in this entire community, the man that can quote movies Better than anyone. <laughs> Andrew Barr, you're here. Kirk was here last uh, week. How do you yeah. think Kirk did for you? And um, how do you think you're going to do tonight? Kirk did great. I hate the fact that arguably the best week I have uh, this entire run is the week that I wasn't here. Uh, even when I was in the chat, I was told to shut up and I got muted. For picking Al Pacino, the Godfather. <laughs> so, will this week go any better? I doubt it. Um, and everybody, just um, this is it's seven oh six my time in Missouri. I'm just letting everybody know Boatman is consuming chicken, so the bitchiness will be toned down tonight. I assume. Um. You're the only. I think you're probably the only one in America that owns a Godfather poster and also is wearing a Pokemon shirt. So, how do you think um, uh, you're going to do tonight? 
Okay, I don't think I'm going to do as bad as last week. I'll be honest. I actually thought I was going to do good this week. And then you said that thing, and I'm worried it was about me. And now I'm internally panicking. Good. You can calm down. You can calm down. Yeah. I feel like. I feel yeah, like you, you can calm down. It's on Jack's list. Um, we'll talk okay. About like, oh. I, I'll be oh. honest. I, I definitely thought it was. Oh, that is a really. I point. thought it was me, too. Kirk, hold on. Kirk doesn't raise a point. Is it this chicken? is not. No, this is not a chicken hot pocket. This is not okay. like that one thing. This is this is leftovers. Like, this is oh. leftovers. But what this is, is like, possible? you know, chicken with like French's onions on them. You know, those little crunchy onions. It's like a chicken marsala? No, no, like a chicken with the little like French's like you know on French's onion. All right, hey, turn like into green bean casserole. <laughs> Turning in, uh, coming soon to War Multiplex. We'll talk about food at one point. Um, it'll be bar. It will be uh, Brooklyn, but it will air at like three a.m. It'll be Brooklyn Bar, um, Boatman and Spence, and no one will tune in, and that's when we all quit the channel. <laughs> It will be 3 a.m. I promise you. It will be premiered at 3 a.m. It will be at 4.20. It will be released periodically every six to nine months. That's true. It will actually have one episode and then never get released again. Um, Okay. Um, All right. We're just going to start the show. Um, I've watched some movies this week for you guys. Um, It was an okay week for movies for me. I didn't have any real angers. I just had confusing choices, so... And then I watched one that I don't get to talk about this week, which kind of pisses me off. But that's okay. We'll I about it. Really it um, okay, so Coho. Uh, I don't, you're a I don't Vikings think... fan. You also it's have purple good. hair. Coincidence? I think not. Tell me what you're, you're bottom first. You'd be, you'd, you'd be correct. Uh, I don't think I'm talking my bottom three. My number six is Michael Clark Duncan in the Green Mile. Yikes. Yep, thought so. 59, Kate Bloodshot, the Aviator. Yikes. Yep. And shouts out to Scott Harvey, Gregory Peck to kill Mockingbird. Yikes. Right, <laughs> that cool. went exactly the way it should have went. Well, not Green Mile. That was a little weird. But then Boatman. <laughs> who did Boatman yikes? Kate Blanchett and the Aviator. Kate Blanchett and then Black and Bar, White yep. movie. I think so. <laughs> okay. um, Bar, uh, what's your bottom? Uh, my number 60 is Brad Dourif and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. My number 59 is Paul Newman and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And my number 58 is Denzel Washington in Training Day. Yeah. All right. So uh, Brad Dourif in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, he's doing really, really well being able to deliver such an emotional performance, even through such a heightened stutter. Um, and one that's very believable. Um, it's very hard to do that because... Most of the time, the audience is just focusing on the stuttering and not the performance. Um, and I think Brad Dourif is able to jump that hurdle really, really well, uh, especially at the end, at the aftermath of the party. Um, it's such an emotional scene. Uh, my number 59, Paul Newman, uh, on the hot tin roof. Um, it, it's just, it, this was the first performance that I kind of realized how much I love Paul Newman as an actor. Uh, there's just such a lot of such a lot of different emotional stages in this, especially during the scene where he actually like finds out the truth about his friend um, and the scene where he's confronting his father in the basement. They're just such great emotional explosions. Um, and I think that just delivered incredibly naturally and incredibly strong. 
58 Denzel Washington in training day. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Um, you literally see like the veins just like pulsing in his neck and like just uh, the intensity that he, he is obviously just completely slipped into that character in that moment. But even throughout, he's just like this really terrifying figure, even though like half of the time he's being like really charming and slick. The other half of the time he's like purposefully trying to be intense and scaring you. And it's just like this great tightrope that he walks. Uh, fantastic performance. Sorry, Gay, Garrett Whitlock's on the mound, and I'm I'm nervous. Okay, uh, so that's a really interesting choice. Um, I looked through your list a little bit. Um, of this movie, you can choose a lot. I would say of acting performances. I think mm-hmm. uh, this has always been one of those movies that I um, respect more than I like. Um, but I think I think honestly. I mean, it's top 100 greatest acting performances, but I'm kind of glad when some of these show up because it's like, oh, okay, there are two clear, obvious ones that most people would pick. This one maybe somebody wouldn't think about. Maybe 60 is a little too high. Maybe a little lower it would have been interesting. But no, I fully support that. Um, um, I had to, you, when you described the character, it finally clicked in my head. I was like, I don't know who the hell this guy is. I'm going to be awesome. Good luck. But no, uh, great overall performance, I think. Um yeah, uh, your fifty nine is Paul Newman the Captain. Yeah, I again, me and you have talked about this before about uh, uh, Paul Newman, uh, he goat level actor as you call him. So I, I really don't think he's caught for me. He's kind of Denzel, like Denzel Washington of his. Yeah. Like I can't name a bad Newman performance. I can name bad Newman movies, but mm-hmm. I can't name bad. Newman performances, which is impressive for an entire career. Um, I think in, I think Newman has a uh, rare thing of like uh, lifting everybody around him to make him better. Uh, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof, interesting choice for him though. Um, I don't know if I would have went. I don't know how many more Newman performances you have because um, I but I can look. Um, but I don't have a problem with this. Um, I watched this movie. I think under your recommendation. Um, a while ago. I really enjoyed it. I thought he was really good in it. I think there's a lot of good, some actually really good performances in this movie. Overall. Oh, yeah. It was hard to choose. Yeah. But um, Newman, you, you can't really go wrong with Newman. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the problem in Cars. He is really, great in Cars. He's actually probably the best in Cars. He's the he's, best thing in Cars. He is the best thing in Cars. Like, whether you hate that movie or love that movie, he is the best thing in Cars. And honestly, he's the most frustrated person in that movie, which is the audience frustration for having to watch Cars. We should be like him. I'm going to be hanging from the bathroom! You want to talk about a scumbub? Okay. So... This was in a poll in one of the. Ch- this is in this is in a poll in a chat that I'm in, that I've automatically just wanted to remove myself from, because the question I think on the table was what Oscar nominated or Oscar winning performance is ruined by a line or something. I didn't really read the whole. It was thing. it was it was a line. It was a line that uh, has been memed so much that it ruined the performance for you. That Correct. line okay. was not added by me, by the way. I know. I know. Was- I know, but you voted for another terrible one, so go F yourself. I uh, think the performance true. is good. I'm going, are you allowed to talk right now? You are not, sir. 
I'm allowed to just vent my frustrations. Um, Denzel Washington in training day does not get the respect it deserves because it's a makeup Oscar that people say. It's the same way that uh, Martin Scorsese's director Oscar for The Departed does not get the credit it deserves because it's for Goodfellas and all the other stuff. That's what's crazy to me. Um, Denzel in Training Day, this is the most unlike Denzel he's ever been in any movie. He's never been this ruthless of a character and how quick he is. Um, Ethan, he makes Ethan Hawke have the worst first day on a job in the history of life. Um, I also will say no one dies like Denzel. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The man takes bullets like nobody else. He's the greatest living. He's the greatest actor working today. Not a question about it. I have, I, I, I just, uh, and he deserves more Oscars. Um, he's now getting into the street category where he'll get nominated every year, but he probably will never win another one, which kind of fucking just pisses me off around Oscar season. Um, but this movie, absolutely great. Just how he starts as a character, and you think he's like your buddy, and then he automatically flips, and the 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 basic anger that comes about him, crazy. Um, just the whole newspaper scene, it's just like great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will agree, uh, Chris. Uh, he's He is ruthless in American Gangster. But I don't think he does American Gangster the way he does if he doesn't do training day first. But I'm with you. American Gangster, he's a psycho. That's great. Um, yes, he is. Not Roman James, right? <laughs> hey, that, that performance? No, he, he should have won that year. That performance underrated. Movie? Meh. But that performance? Incredible. Should have won. Uh, he should have won Best Actor for Roman James. Go ahead, Bowman. All right, uh, yeah, my 60 is Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society. Okay, my 59 is Patty Duke, The Miracle Worker. And my 58 is Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins. That was a yikes from episode one. All right, uh, Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society. I feel like this is just a performance that has so much heart and so much drama and really stretches Robin but also couldn't have been played by anyone other than Robin Williams. Like Robin Williams is so perfect in this. Like the, the seize the day speech is like such like a powerful moment. Uh, but also he gets a lot of fun moments. I love when he's uh, doing Shakespeare in the different actors voices. That's so much fun. I, I really like this performance. I think, like, Keating is just the perfect teacher. I, I love Keating, my favorite movie teacher. He's just incredible. Uh, 59 is uh, Patty Duke in The Miracle Worker. Patty Duke plays Helen Keller. Uh, this is actually, like, my most recent addition to this list. Um, like, in terms of what movie I saw last. this one, I saw this movie not that long ago for the first time. And I was blown away by Patty Duke's performance. And honestly, it, as like this, it's more time to sit. This could probably go up higher. Uh, Duke is genuinely phenomenal, despite the fact that she does not speak for the majority of the movie and says about four words the whole performance. It's a, it is an incredible performance. Uh, super powerful, super realistic. Love this performance. 58, Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins. Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins is just like, she is that character. 
Like, that character is made by Julie Andrews. Like, she just knows how to be just fun enough, just stern enough, just enough of a wink of a smile. Like, she navigates every emotion you need for this character. And she just, it's such a dynamic performance. But then you get, you know, the, the feed the birds scene uh, where you get the somber moments. And it's just a perfect you know this is a character who really could come across as either too cold or too goofy and she just finds that perfect line and i know bar had it lower yeah i had her in 94 um she does such a great job of balancing uh a very warm sensibility with a very cold distance um she also it, you also don't realize some of the things that she's doing in the movie like she gaslights a lot of this family when you think about it, but she does it so well that you don't catch it until like a lot later. Uh, and that takes a lot of skill. Um, and I, it's hard to disassociate her from the character because she does such a great job with that performance. Okay. So you're 60 rum. Um, how do I say this nicely? Um, <laughs> I don't like this movie at all. Like, I really don't. I have never been... I think this movie is very boring to me. Um, I get, like, the whole sense... I under. I, it's one that I've never been able to attach to. It's a, And I love Williams, so if you put Williams on your list, I have a shot. Um, I haven't rewatched it in a little bit. I didn't want to really watch it to, like, judge the movie. When I overall don't like the movie, Rob Williams is not going to be the problem with this movie for me. This, he never has. I just don't think I, I gravitate to the kids as much. Um, and... I'll just be honest. I don't care about poetry. I absolutely despise poetry, to be honest with you. So, like, <laughs> that's not my cup of tea. Um, nothing against his performance. I think he's great. He, I, I still think he always constantly worked. Uh, the more I think about it now, looking back on his life, I think it was, like, to basically cope with, like, the stuff he was dealing with internally. He just continued to work nonstop until he just you know, couldn't anymore. Um, but like this performance is like when he has those rare moments of shine, it's really good. I'm not talking about that one yet, but I will talk about it now. Um, this one is interesting. I 100% agree Patty Duke should be on this list. I think Patty Duke is doing incredible work in The Miracle Worker. I think Anne Bancroft is also like a great person to bring up from this movie um, overall. Um, this movie, uh, it's a story I've heard about a long time, but when I actually watched the movie for YLS one, uh, one week, uh, overall great. Uh, great performance. Um, uh, yeah, but Patty Duke, uh, maybe, no, I wouldn't say too high. I don't know. This is probably the perfect range if I put it. I don't want really to put it any higher. Uh, this one is baffling to me. Um, and it's not because it's on your list at 58. The bar just had it at 94. Like, that's just. Yeah, it surprised me too, honestly. I think that's just disrespectful for this character. Um, I really. I, mean, just, I had the it. Only thing, the, the only thing I could ever thank somebody for. Is thanking the producer of My Fair Lady of yes. not casting Julie Andrews in My Dumbest Fair Lady. Move. So we got her in Poppins because I don't know. Like, I could have anybody play in My Fair Lady. I can't have anybody else play Julie Andrews. You? No. Literally? No. 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 My turn to talk. Not here. here. This is how the show works. Don't. Thank you. Um, I, I have my speech. I'll, I may let you back in, but this is my speech. Um, uh, this performance, this movie, one, I actually hate uh, younger people. 
I should say, because the more that people uh, come to experience this movie, the more disrespect comes along with this movie about how boring or how they don't really like it or blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's rough. It's happening uh, more and more. Uh, Tuig was also one of those people that said it to me after he watched it. Like, guys, I don't get it. I'm just like... Um, this is a really hard one because these this is the correct performance, but I think there's a lot of great performances in this movie. I think this is yeah. I think this is top five Disney live action movie for me. It will always be there's some there's just no and it's nostalgia, I should say, but like the when this movie starts, it's just like I feel like I'm six years old again. I absolutely just love the how bright it is, how colorful it is, how great Julie Andrews is. Um honestly, fifty eight's as Mary Poppins, I could see it going higher. I think she is absolutely incredible, and I think it just shows. Even when they made the second one, I, I sh- it don't matter who you cast. I just don't think you can ever capture the charm of the first one and capture her. So that's my belief on that. Uh, but good picks overall, Bowman. Well done. Good start. Come on, Jack. What are we doing? All right, my number ten is Jack Nicholson in The Departed. Not ten. He's on my list, and no one else yikes them. That's fair. We uh, talked about this last week, though. Go ahead. Yes, uh, my number fifty-nine is Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Uh, I had him way back at eighty-five. <laughs> yep, and my fifty-eight is Jake Gyllenhaal and Prisoners. All right, Jack Nicholson. Talk about the perfect. Uh, the perfect. Uh, villain to uh, to the departed. Like he he brings so much uh, so much energy in, into this movie and every scene he's in, whether it's manic Jack Nicholson cocaine energy or not. But this this uh, this movie's he, his performance in it is fantastic. Every scene he's in, you cannot take your eyes off of him. Uh, you don't know what he's going to do next. And uh, from the moment he first meets uh, DiCaprio's character, you're. Uh, you're in. Well, actually, no. I take that back. From the from the moment you you see him, like from the moment he meets uh, Sullivan, like uh, Matt Damon's character as a kid, you're you're in. You're you're totally invested in everything. Uh, every second this this guy is on screen, and his uh, his speech to at the very beginning of the film uh, with the with the loaded gun speech, that whole bit's awesome. Uh, and yeah, no. He's great in this film. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker is a role that gets a lot of hate, but I don't. I I I get it, but I don't because this is this is a transformative performance from Phoenix, uh, who just threw everything into this uh, into this role and right well, and out of the nominees, rightly deserved to win the Oscar. <laughs> Uh, because holy shit, is he incredible in this film? Uh, the scene with uh, between him and Murray on the talk show will had me on the edge of my seat. Uh, I'll, I'll, although I will say, great at one of my, one of my favorite moments of uh, one of my favorite theater experiences is seeing this for a second time, the day after I saw it the first time, but with Cam Holzman who hadn't seen it yet, and seeing his reaction to that scene was fantastic and his performance in it is just incredible and i i i love it so yeah uh 
And then Jake Gyllenhaal and Prisoners. I had that one also. I don't know if you. Oh, oh right. Sorry. Right yeah. That's yeah. Right. Oh, um. But yeah, uh, I think Walking Phoenix is a great Oscar win. Um, I think 2019 has a lot of great lead actor performances. I think he's one of them. Um, I, I think the movie gets more hate than the performance, but I think people have hated on the Oscar win a little bit more than they should. Um, it is a it is a physically transformative performance, uh, which I think is the thing that most people look at is just how emaciated he is throughout that uh, that film. Uh, but I think I think more so the stuff that I find impressive with him is is the way he interacts with everyone around him. It's the bathroom scene with uh, with Thomas Wayne. Uh, it's the the talk show host with Murray. I like the way he interacts with everyone more than I like him on his own. But I think he's great on his own. Not to take that away from him, but I think the way he the more interesting stuff is to see how he interacts with the world around him when he is clearly unhinged. Um, and obviously his laugh. I, I love his laugh. I love his Joker laugh. Um, that was the one where they they first released the image of him in the makeup and doing the laugh. And I was like, I don't know if I like this or not. But I love the makeup. I love the laugh. It grew on me. Um, I think it's I think it's a terrific performance. All right, yeah. And then my fifty-eight is Jake Gyllenhaal in Prisoners. Talk about uh, just perfect restrained performance to Hugh Jackman's uh, uh, obsessive and uh, and manic performance as Keller Dover. Gyllenhaal uh, as Detective Loki is just. Perfect. He's got he he has the restraint that 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 the character uh, requires, and but when when he finally loses control uh, after uh, I can't remember the character's name, but after the scene in the interrogation room with David Dusmalshin's character, uh, after he finally breaks, you you see the pain and the anger in him, and it's just so heartbreaking. But then you get perfect resolution for him uh in that in that final uh that final moment and it's it, it, it's perfect all right you're 60 um nicholson i said it last week it's really hard to pick performances out of this kirk you're absolutely insane pretty much over anybody over Wahlberg on that movie i just i can't i can't take that um Nicholson Nicholson is fully coked out um, in this movie, and you can't tell me any different. Um, and I think it's what makes his performance. I think being Whitey Bulger basically in this movie near the end in the descent into craziness, I don't know if he's really the villain. I, I know that's crazy to say, but I think everybody is kind of the villain. Um, he's actually probably the smartest person in the entire situation because he's got both sides working for him. So. He does villainous things, but he really isn't like even at the end, he doesn't do anything like he wouldn't. He should basically tells Colin, he's like, I don't, I don't give, I don't throw anybody out that wasn't already going out. Like he holds everybody close to the vet. Um, Nicholson scene, uh, I think the rat scene is probably his most iconic from this movie. Um, I, it's one of my favorite court of lines, especially I, I need money since I stole Archie's milk money in the third grade. And, and I won't finish the rest of it. Um, but um, when he drops the gun and picks it up, uh, but you can see how coked out he is at the end too, because when he comes back in, he's telling for. I think that was completely improvised. I just think it is. Um, yeah, he's an old Nicholson, so I don't know if he's playing that great of a like. He's great with the character he's got because, but I think that's, I think that's kind of Nicholson at that point. Besides being a crime boss, I think he's just psycho at this point. So, um, but I always love a good. 
Nicholson performance. I the movie gets hate and it will always get hate because it won the Oscar for Best Picture. Like of all of Scorsese's to win, it's the only one to walk away, and like that's just never going to sit well with people. So it is what it is. But if people turn off their you know ignorant brains, they'd find out that it's a deserving Best Picture winner. Um, Walking uh, Phoenix and the Joker. I mean, this is just hit. This is just Cody Hit Street right here. Um, I stand by it. I think he's the great, the best performance of 2019. I think he. Um, there's one performance that I could toy with, go back and forth with. Um, it's just the uh, uh, shut up, Kirk. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is just absolutely incredible in this film. People will basically say because he got really skinny and he put on makeup and he danced around like a clown. That's what deserves the Oscar. But I think he does a lot of good things in this moment. I think he's the best thing since Heath Ledger. I didn't think somebody could play Joker over and he takes a different role to the Joker and does it very well. Um, made me want more. I think the most I love is like how this movie plays off itself. Like the, the reality versus it's the king. Basically, if you like King of Comedy, I'll just say this. If you like King of Comedy, you should like Joker. It's the same thing, but way darker. It, that's the whole point of it. It's way darker King of Comedy because reality is completely but you get to see you get to see his you get to see his reality play out when he bounces back and forth, which is awesome. Um I love the ending. I love like the Sinatra song playing and the like, I love all of that with him. And his body language basically sells just how basically how nervous he was but once he puts on the makeup and who he becomes the movements are way more like showy and he just doesn't care what he does and that's what i want my joker i can't wait for joker 2 whenever it comes out i'm so ready i don't i don't know where they go but i'm fucking ready for it. i think he's absolutely perfect. Joaquin as a person, I think he's crazy, but he's perfect to play the Joker. So One of the weirdest crazy. best actor speeches of One all time. Of- oh, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we should stop flying and play with jets. You guys ever think about that? Still flies on pri- private jets. Nutty. Um, but I love it. Uh, and then 58. This is weird, Jack. This is really weird. Um, so I'm a psychopath. I've learned I love prisoners more than I should. Prisoners is not like a Happy go lucky. I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> I um uh I shouldn't like prisoners as much as I do, and I don't might should not think it's as watchable as I do, but man do I want to watch prisoners a lot. Um I just enjoy being in that like hunt down detective mode. This is the third, maybe fourth best performance in prisoners. I just, I'm going to be real honest with you. There's a lot of people firing all cylinders, and I don't think the detective that has to look into the cases is the most compelling in that performance. Um, won't, I'll just say it. Jackman, Dano. Um, Melissa the Leo. The mom. Melissa yeah. Leo. Uh, Melissa yeah, Leo is absolutely correct. Gyllenhaal. I'm fine with that. Maybe even Viola Davis at points. I just think there's a lot of there. Everybody's playing on all cylinders because the the majority of them, a few of them have, they're the ones that lost the kid. He's just hunting him down, and the raw emotion that comes out of him, yeah. So, but prisoners, I love the movie. It's now like crocked into my like top forty. I absolutely just love this film. I love this film. I think I think this is his best. I think this is his best movie. I am standing. I think this is his best movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, 
I rewatched it this week, and um, I'll probably watch it again. But it comes back on anyway. So it's just for how oh, I have to do it for top forty, top one hundred. Um, so yeah, great choice. Uh, is that it? Okay. Oh. Uh, people are gonna be shocked that this is this low, and honestly, I'm kind of shocked with myself that this is this low. It probably should be a little bit higher, but you know what? 57, Bill Nighy as Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest is one of the greatest villains ever put to screen. Uh, Bill Nighy's performance, you could say it's all the CGI. The CGI holds up, but it wouldn't be anything if Nighy wasn't absolutely killing it in every single scene. One of the best character introductions of all time, bar none in any film, is when he shows up a Dead Man's Chest and just does the, do you feel death? Do you fear the dark abyss? All your deeds laid bare. All your sins punished. You're just like, fuck, that's so good. He's so good. All the way through, all the way to the end, when like at the very, very end, when he thinks he wins, and he's like, I need to see the heart. I need to see the heart. Show me the heart. Opens it up, and it's gone, and just screaming out, curse you, Jack Sparrow, with one of those pained yells I've ever heard in film. I think all the way through... I think one of the best scenes is the liar's dice scene, uh, the way he interacts with Bill and Will. Um, and when he walks up to Will at the end, and he's like, uh, feel free to go ashore. The very next time we make port and just totally dogs him out. I think every line delivery is so unique in a way that you would never expect an actor to go that way with that with this specific character. And every choice works. I think through and through, Bill Nighy, one of the best villains I've ever seen on film. David Jones, great character. Bill Nighy, the reason why it's great. Uh, as somebody just watched this, yep, I'll yep. stand by it. Um, 57 is a little shocking for you. Um, for me, but if I had to like rank villains in movies on like one performance, he'd be pretty close to my top. Um and it might have been the age that came out. Like, I just, everything he is, and my, like, when they're doing the dice and be called a liar for my trouble and just, like, turns him over, I just, like, and the one person, like, fights him and he, like, basically turns off and so it's, it is a lot of the CGI that makes him as intimidating as it is, but his facial structure is in the, the and, I saw somebody tweet about this that it's been this many years and the CGI still looks better than most things released today and it's still crazy how it looks. Um, again, absolutely love, absolutely love this uh, performance. I think he is like arguably one of. Well, the fuck what just happened? Who's that? watching? Who's watching it? There's right bar, uh, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no one else is near the phone at this point. No, but yeah. Great performance, great thing. I could quote this movie back and forth oh, yeah. with it. And honestly, the third one, he's the best part of the third one, too. So it's kind he of is the best part of the third one. Yeah. Um, a little underutilized, I'd say. He's very underutilized. Well, the, the, I, the I, stupidest move in the world is killing the Kraken. Dumb. Still standing I, I will also say, I know that world says not the pick, but just to strengthen his performance is when he dies – the, the way he just we'll says Calypso it. and falls backwards is like an incredible death too. So yeah, the killing the killing of the killing of the Kraken is still one of the worst things. But I think they could have done. I get that. I get that. Um, uh, okay, uh, fifty six. Oh, everybody else on Bill Nighy, uh, David Jones. Great pick. Uh, one of my favorite villain performances. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of surprised it's not on my list, but yeah, great pick. Uh, 
It's solid. It's solid. I, I know it's not on your list. You have 20 Lord of the Rings picks, you fucking jackass. It's I mean, solid. Uh, there's, I, I think that, I, I think that the character is kind of better than the performance for me. Like the, the performance is good, but I, I like the, I think about the character. I don't really, and like David Jones is a cool villain. I don't really feel like it's necessarily the performance for me. Though it's a, it is a good voice performance. Um, I, I kind of disagree. I think this is a great performance. Um, just like the way that he, it, it, it's motion capture, but you can tell that Bill Nighy's like throwing his body into the performance. And the reason I, I was watching that video is because I wanted, to, I just wanted to watch that scene again where he's like bootstrap Bill, you are a liar. Like we'll yeah, I just, eternity on this ship. Yeah, it's such a great moment. I was just, I just wanted to watch it again. It's so good. Yeah. Do you feel dead? Oh, so great. Oh, okay. Um, fifty-six. Uh, my number fifty-six is Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine. Um, this is my favorite performance by a child actor. I think in film. Um, I think that she, I think that she doesn't get enough credit for what she does. I think that she is not just a bright-eyed kid. I think like she is, she goes through a lot and like is still the heart of this family, the optimistic voice throughout it all. And I think that's really great. Like the way that like, um, that, uh, she just unabashedly goes for it when she's practicing with Alan Arkin in the hotel room is great. And then when they're actually doing the final dance recital and she just gets all into it with her family. I think that like those moments of just unabashed pure joy is, are great. But I think there's also those just incredible moments where like Paul Dano's on the ground, just like screaming, crying. And she walks up to him, puts her hand on his shoulder. That's all it is. And she's just, she is the perfect little girl for a film in, in this specific role. I think she's perfect at this part. Um, and I love, I love everything she does. I even in the moments where she then gets like hit back, where it's like, um, where they're like, ice cream makes you fat, uh, and she's like, but I kind of, I wanted to have the ice cream, and like the way that she like shrinks into herself and then gets brought back out by Alan Arkin. I think she like reacts really well to everyone. I think that's a great child performance. I did not say best. I said my favorite. Diaz. I I've said this before. And I will say it again, and you will disagree, and you'll shake your head. I think a lot of kid actors could have done Breslin's role in Little Miss Sunshine. That's why I stand by. I think she's fine. I think the part of the she she's funny. She does her dance. She eats her ice cream. She does fine. She gets in and goes. I'm just saying, the cast around her elevates her to a level that you would consider a 56 over Bill Nighy. Crazy to me. Crazy to me. I mean, to be fair, I did I don't say know how many, Nahi, that it would it should be higher than where I, I don't know how many more I had not look, but how many more performances from this movie is on your list? But there should be some high. There should be some higher. Um, everybody else on her in Little Miss Sunshine. So, I think it's a very good performance. Um, however, I think that it is hoistered up by the writing of the character because it is hard to write for kids like that. And I think the writing captures a kid so well that it's hard to mess that up. Um, I still think that she does a great job, but I think it's 
on the strength of the writing more than the performance. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think this is a great performance. Uh, probably my uh, second favorite in the movie. Uh, I, I probably put Corel higher, maybe Arkin, but it's close between the two of them. Uh, but no, great performance. Uh, she was on my list for a while, I think, but uh, at some point, but I think she just fell off. Uh, yeah, no, I think that Breslin is really good. I'll admit, she was like around my 110, 120 range. So like she she was definitely in consideration. She's she's great uh, in my opinion. I I think she is she there I I understand Bar's argument about the writing, but I think she has those moments of like real tenderness but also bringing the comedy that I feel like are difficult for any actor to do, let alone a kid. So I don't know. I think I think this is a really good performance. What's your next one? Uh, I hope Alex Martinez is watching because he calls this performance an absolute plank of wood and I couldn't disagree more. The first time my second favorite actor is going to show up on this list. James Stewart, Rear Window. Um, James Stewart is an actor I adore. Uh, I, I fell in love with this actor last year and there's a lot... Spoiler alert, you're going to see this name a couple more times on this list. But I love what he does in Rear Window. I love the movie Rear Window, but I think a lot of it almost exclusively rests on James Stewart's performance. Uh, the way that he sits in this one location the entire time and is giving you paranoia, is giving you intelligence, is giving you apathy uh, throughout the entire film. Um, and I think doing it all from the confines of a wheelchair in the center of a room, I think is like a really incredible thing. I think James Stewart is a phenomenal actor, and I think his performance in Rear Window, one that I, I love love what he does in this movie, especially uh, when he is watching the action in the third act across the street or across the courtyard from him. And the way he plays off of all of that happening is, is brilliant. Uh, so to call him a, pl a plank of wood, Alex, shame on you. You're mid. Um, uh, Don't worry, we this is your second favorite actor. All time. Don't believe you. Um, you. Don't believe me. Watch what happens on this list. Just don't. I just don't believe you. Um, Rear Window, the movie, overrated as shit. The you act like you haven't sat on calls for 146 of these, and you're still take shocked by my Rear. I'll window. be honest. I don't remember you not liking Rear Window. That was one. That Rear Window was the thrillers episode. Rear Window is one of the most confusing movies for me. Of everybody's Hitchcock's, I'm like, oh my god, like the tension, the the intrigue. There's a movie from Hitchcock that's got that. It's called Rope. Go watch that. Way better. Um, okay, so on this then this performance. Oh my gosh, what is he doing? Great sitting in a chair, being a peeping tom. Oh my god. No, oh, not a great performance. He falls out of a window really well. Oh, that nice 50s is... Wow. Oh, Vertigo is also a big pile of garbage, too. I'm not going to describe... But both of them. I've never understood these two for the love for Hitchcock. Will not, cannot. Um, yeah. Nope. 
this is a really this is a really bad. Now it's not a bad Jimmy Stewart performance, but it's you mean, <laughs> wow. You, I I did not think this. I I was expecting more pushback on Nike than Stewart from this panel. This is nuts. No, to pick Stewart from this movie. Stewart is great. Stewart has a ton of roles you can choose from. This is one I would not have chosen. Um, everybody else on the performance of Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window. I I think that this is definitely a good performance, but I don't think the performance is necessary. Like, I know Cody doesn't like the movie, but for me, what makes the movie work is not the performance, right? I feel like Stuart, Hitchcock even says, he usually used Stuart when Hitchcock used Stuart. Stuart was the audience surrogate. He was the relatable face that the audience could put themselves into. Stuart isn't really in this one to do anything flashy. He's there to, you know, be the audience surrogate. And that's, I think the thing is, Stuart has been way better than this, in my opinion. Not that he's not good in Rear Window. I love Rear Window. But, like, I don't know. I think this is, like, a solid Stuart performance. But I I guess there better be, like, five other Stuart performances above this. Which, if there are, which it's Coho. So there very well could be. Yeah. Um, I really like this performance. I really like all of the performances in this movie. I actually might like Grace Kelly a little bit better. Um, but I, I think I think it's a really good performance wrapped up inside of a great movie. Uh, yeah, this is a great performance, but uh, I don't know who I'd go for between him and Grace Kelly. I think they're both great. Uh, but no, if that's a good pick. Wow, Alex, uh, Alex, I don't think I'd ever agree with somebody, but yes, he is the plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That is a perfect name for his character. I, I think that's great. Um, also, um, he was all I, did. I, I just need a jawbreaker right now. Um, and by the way, uh, I'm you might be new, I don't take anything back. Um, by the that's way, I, I, I don't. I I hold my opinions unless they unless I change them by watching it again. But I could tell you I could watch two movies right now: Rear Window and uh, Mad Max, and they're both going to end up completely overrated. So Mad Max sucks, though. That's the I agree, agree. But this one is okay. over. This one's just boring. Okay. Like there's no point. Right. Uh, my number. No. Uh, my no, number fifty-four. Uh, my number fifty-four uh, is. Uh, a performance that elevates a movie that otherwise I think is mid, um, and that is Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master. A mid movie. Uh, that is a yikes from me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Ellen. Okay, uh, Bart. All right, my number 57. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Ben. Jesus Christ. All right. Time's out. Time's my number not play Among Us anymore because you <laughs> My number 57 is Richard Dreyfuss in The Goodbye Girl. So, Richard Dreyfuss in this movie is kind of insanely good. Um, he plays a character that could be completely hateable. Because uh, he, he kind of plays this like really self-indulged actor. Um, and he, he could come up he could come across as just like completely annoying and detestable, but he's really likable and charming. 
But like the dynamic that he has with Marsha Mason in this is incredible. Like his chemistry is just leaping off of the screen. And, uh, and uh, the scene that like his Richard the Third, what he has to do to that character is so funny. Like I am laughing my ass off at his performance in this, but I'm also like really touched and warmed by it. Uh, it's a very heartfelt, emotional performance. Boatman, I know. <laughs> Shut up. No, that's about the chat. <laughs> wow. No, not that one. Not that not one. Not that one. I, I think I'm done here. Jesus Christ. So this is a movie I had to watch for best actors. Um, I love this performance. I think this performance is absolutely incredible. I don't know where it ranks. I think it's in my top 30, top 40 of the wins, I think. Um, but I was going to say what Cam said. I wasn't going to say that exact thing, but I was like, so this is like an ele- like a, a heightened bar. Like when I was watching The Good Bye Girl, that's who I who if I would cast somebody, I would cast Bar. In if I was putting on the show of The Good Bye Girl, I would cast Bar as. I actually really appreciate that somehow. Um, it's just it's it, 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 but it just fits your personality. Um, because I think you can. I don't want to do this as a bar rush show. I think you can be egotistical at times. I think everybody can. But I oh, think of you, course, yeah. I think when you put it on full display, I think it works really well. Um, but Richard Dreyfus, like. I have favorites like Denzel Washington, Dustin Hoffman, but like Richard Dreyfus, the more I watch of his stuff, the more I just enjoy his him as an actor. Um, so I was very pleased to see this on your list. I was going to watch it again, but I just watched it recently, so I wanted to give it some time. But overall, great performance. 57 might be high, but you also put Mary Poppins at um, 95. So I don't think there's a lot of sense. Um Look, I I got this in with like a month before. Yeah, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this one yet. We'll get there in like February. Yeah. This was this was very close to making it onto my list. Uh, For perspective, one of the ways that I made this list was I used my personal best actor ranking. Uh, And for perspective, uh, Dreyfus is my thirteen. Hopkins was my 12 uh, for Hopkins for the father. So that should give you like Hopkins was like in the eighties. So like Dreyfus was close. Dreyfus was close to making it on. Um, He's great in this. I, I particularly love, I'll be honest. I feel like this could probably go up. I've only seen it the one time. I feel like this could go up uh, as I watch it again. Uh, Cause I did really like this movie. I love when you see him uh, do uh, the the Shakespearean performance. It is such a funny scene. Um, I love his natural pedantic moments. It's overall this is just like I, a really great performance from Dreyfus, and I just really like Dreyfus as an actor. Is something I'm realizing. He almost made my list for always. That's a weird take. Okay. Um, 56. Uh, my number 56 is Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's nice. a yikes. Kind of figured. <laughs> yikes. Uh, my number 55 is also going to get yikes. It's Jack Lemon in the apartment. 
Yikes. Yikes. Cool. Uh, my number 54 is Jodie Foster in The Silence of the Lambs. All right. Uh, Jodie Foster in this in this performance is just absolutely incredible. You can feel the intense weight that she's under, but she's so good at her job that she, the way that she pieces everything together, you're following it along with her, and you're following it at such an like a good, clean way. Um, it, it's just easy to follow along with her, but it's also a very emotional performance like any time that she's with Elector, you can tell that she's terrified in that moment but she cannot show it um and i think that she does such a great job of portraying that uh it's a great performance and a fantastic movie oh and the scene where she's with all the men in that one room just oh so good yeah um you're not going to get me to talk bad about this movie or these performances. Um, I think she's great. Um, of course, I think there's one stand, the, the one higher that makes sense to be the one higher, yeah, we'll but he ends up uh, higher on my list. Um, but can we look at the insanity in the chat right now? Okay, no, the most recent comment. Well, Diaz, watch the movie again because I think you're missing about 19 minutes of the movie that you haven't seen. So just to let you know, there's a he's only in it for 19 minutes, but I promise you, he's the best thing in that 19 minutes. I'll just say that. Um, uh, yes, um, she, but I think Lecter has the greatest, like the quid pro quo scene with Lecter is the like what pu she pushes Lecter to be Lecter. She yeah. does and like she's definitely like standing next to like a like a the brightest light possible and still being able to shine through a little bit is kind of impressive because um no one ever we'll talk about it obviously at some point in this list, but like that performance that she's up against I think is one of the all time greats in this that's ever been. So, like, for her to be able to actually shine up and do a good job against him is insane. I think she's great. I think she deserved the Oscar for it. Um, I know there's some that disagree, but I think she is just absolutely incredible. She does that weird accent, which not her choice, you know, the filmmaker, but she does a well job with it. I think she's good throughout it. I think she acts scary when she's uh, – she acts very, like, intimidated when she has to be, but she she does a perfect job of the role. So, good job. Um, uh, everybody else with Jodie Foster and Silence of the Lambs. No, this is a great performance. This is this is a really good performance. Uh, I I I think Foster has to be. It's it's a tough job because she has to be a character who is trying to act as though nothing is bothering her, while we as the audience still see that things are bothering her. And I think that's a really tough job, and I think she does it well. Uh, yeah, I think Jodie Foster is good. Um, I I don't think she's the best part of the movie. In fact, I think she's my third favorite performance in the movie. Um, but I think she's good. Uh, pretty decent. Uh, but I, I she wasn't in contention for this list. You said she's what in this film? My third favorite performance. I like Ted Levine as Buffalo Bill more than her. Put the money back in the box. 
I have my reason. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. I love Mads Mickelson, but hold up now. Yeah, Mads Mickelson is great and all, but like Hopkins, we'll get there. Uh, but, no, Jody Foster is great. Uh, that that's a really great pick. Uh, I do go or Jody Foster is great. Yeah, yeah, Jody Foster is great. That's a really great pick. Uh, you, uh, it goes back and forth between her and Ted Levine for my second favorite performance in the film. Uh, but yeah, good pick. Uh, poor, and just to throw this out, poor Brian Cox that he played that role and then got completely demolished by for it. the sequel. He walked. He walked away. Oh, no, he walked <laughs> so Anthony Hopkins oh. could run. Uh, so they, <laughs> thank you for that. I thought you said he not. walked as in like he quit the part for the sequel. I was like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> I don't know if that's the story. That's it. Would be interesting. I, I'm that, gonna look but. into that probably. Well, I think it was dude. I know because Michael. Mann I think they took fast. and then. Uh, well, they else? remade my. They remade Manhunter later. With... Right. No, I know that, but I'm saying maybe they did. Uh, uh, there was a different direction. Like I think it wasn't a direct sequel to Manhunter. Um. Anyways, uh, different director and everybody. Uh. Okay. Um. That was your last one, right? All right, Bo. All right. My fifty-seven is Andy Griffith in A Face in the Crowd. And that was my sixty-one last week. Yeah, uh, look, I'll admit, this is probably a performance that I feel like is, at the very least, partially affected by the fact that I know Andy Griffith as Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith Show, and I know him as, you know, ultimate wholesome Southern dad. Matlock. So, or Matlock, uh, <laughs> if you're a boomer. Um, <laughs> look, ultimately... Uh, I we, we all know if you know Andy Griffith, you know him as this very like ultimate wholesome actor, right? So seeing him in this movie, if you have that perspective, is absolutely terrifying. He is legitimately jarring in this movie because he has he like has a Brando esque energy in this, like a young Brando esque energy. He has so much just fire, like. I love this, like his introductory scene where he's just singing about the jail. It is so intense and so like, he's just, this dude is like clearly just having fun poking holes at everybody, even though like it's going to disadvantage him later. And that's so smart. And then as the power comes to him and he slowly just becomes, he goes from being, you know, this wild rebel to really being this corporate tool and just sucking in all the power. It's so horrifying to watch. And it's such a good performance. He is so good in this. Love this performance. Yeah, no, I think Bowman hit it like square on the head uh, when it comes to this character. This this character is arguably one of the greatest like snake in the grass characters in film history. Um, he's such a conniving manipulative figure um but annie griffith still uses that charm and charisma that most people know him for but he twists it in a way that's just really diabolical um and it's a performance that could easily go way too over the top um but the scene where he's like playing like the uh the applause 
on his like little machine towards the end. Like incredible because he just hits just over the top enough that it's not overdoing it. It's such a great moment. Uh yeah, so I will I watched an uh, episode of the Andy Griffith show um after watching this and I don't think I can watch that show anymore. Um because I'm like this dude is a fucking snake. Don't fucking trust he's gonna him. Murder Aunt like, B. It's gonna murder Aunt B. He's like a happy, and he's really like happy go lucky in the episode too. I'm like, no, no, you're not. You're a piece of shit. That's what you are. Um, I this perform like how transform like how much he transforms in this film is basically like a like non comic book like Joker almost. Like how in descent into madness he becomes is crazy to me. Bowman mentioned this. I was like, okay, whatever. I watched it, and I was just like, it's a, it's a car crash that I couldn't look away from because how he becomes who he becomes, and that laugh that he does throughout it is like is actually haunting. Like it's it is creepy. If we keep having this Matt Matt Milkelson's debate over <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, I'm gonna throw the show off the air. I promise you right now. Stop it. He doesn't hold a candle. He will never. He's a good actor. He's fine. Let him do his role. He's not Anthony Hopkins. But this performance right here doesn't get enough appreciation. This movie does not get enough attention. It's really confusing because, like, if people in this community knew about this movie or, like, understood, this is the exact thing um, this movie would do. Like, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, I absolutely love it. I can't recommend it more. Go check it out if you haven't. Uh, the other two, have you seen it? No, but I just did the whole like scour Wikipedia on Sons of the Lambs to see the. We're talking after the show. It's nuts. There's some nuts Sons of the Lambs stories I gotta talk to you about. All right. Well, hey, the two of you, go watch it. Okay. Fair. What's your Carl, you would love this movie. My 56 is Marissa Tomei and My Cousin Vinny. And I had that a little while ago as well. Yeah. Anybody else have it? Uh, I did not. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that Mona Lisa Vito is easily, like, the standout of this movie. Not that Pesci isn't great, but, like, I think Tomei just steals every scene she's in, in my opinion. She is so good here. That final trial, or that final, like, deposition is one of the funniest scenes in cinematic history, in my opinion. And I think it's all on Tomei. Because here's the thing, right? This could be a completely, like, cheesy performance, right? This could be generic, like, hey, I'm walking. Like, this could be the most, like, lame performance of all time. This could actually, this could be a performance that ruined the movie. Like, honestly, like, I could have seen them, like, oh, if we can't get Marissa Tomei, let's try to get Madonna. Let's get Madonna to do this because she does similar things in movies sometimes like if you've seen who's that girl she's kind of doing a thing like and i could see like a less talented actress completely ruin this role tomei plays it perfectly because mona lisa vito while clearly being a larger than life no i wasn't talking about dustin hoffman in midnight cowboy i just needed a generic new york line um mona lisa vito you know, clearly a loud and boisterous personality, 
while still feeling like a fully fleshed out human. And that's what's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, uh, to anyone who said that, oh, she got the Academy Award by mistake, uh, bullshit. She earned that. Um, who like, did she even think she deserved to lose to? That's Vanessa what I want to that year. What? Vanessa Redgrave, I think, was the... Uh, In Howard's uh, End? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that... <laughs> uh, but she She's is not so... even that good. She didn't do <laughs> that year. I didn't say that. Um, I'm talking but... about Redgrave. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but she's so funny in this movie. Like Garth brought up the deer monologue, but I always my favorite moment of hers is my biological clock is ticking, and at the rate that this trial is going, I ain't never gonna get married. It's such a great performance because she's playing it so straight that's why i put them together is because like their chemistry together is so perfect because they're both playing it so straight um but i think that's what is just like the strength of this character because it, it's so funny and like it, it's just i believe that she's this character even though it's kind of ridiculous it's such a great performance yeah, um, I said this when I talked about Joe Pesci in the role. Um, if I could have done anything to this community as leave more people watching my cousin Vinny, I've done my job, um, and I'm happy for that. Um, Marissa Tomei's character in this movie, as much as I, I, they're both, it's hard to separate from me. It really is. I think they're both so necessary for both to succeed. But again, if I had to choose cut up, I'd have to do Tomei, I think, because when she does her roles, makes Pesci act as crazy as he does. Um, I mean, the deer line is still like all like all time like film moment is like you think it gives a fuck what kind of pants you're wearing? Like not, like 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 the asshole, you know, that's just so good. And like and when she realizes and he's like flipping out on the thing. Is there any more that we can pile onto this? Maybe it's about time. <laughs> like, her simplistic. And, um, like, she brings him, when she goes to the stand, I'm like, do you know him? No! <laughs> Sir, can I treat her like a hostile witness? Like, those little moments. And, like, how excited she gets to live in the car. There's more! Um, she's great. Like, she just doesn't I, again, I haven't seen Howard's End, but like anybody gives a crap. Like she is literally transforms in this role. You can't, you can't pick another Marissa Tomei performance and compare it to this performance right here. So, overall, she's incredible. That movie's incredible. Go check it out. Um, yeah, Bowman. Oh, everybody else on Marissa Tomei. Yeah, and my cousin Vinny. Uh, she's great. I they were both on my list at one point. I ended up settling as I like Pesci a little bit more, and Tomei just kind of slid off the list. Uh, yeah, she's great. I do also like Pesci a little bit more, but she is incredible as well. And I do agree that she deserved that Oscar. So yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so now my fifty-five. My fifty-five. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. And Yikes. Yikes. What? Oh. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, my 54. Uh, honestly, I feel like people might be shocked that this is a little low. Uh, Sam Rockwell in the way, way back. 
Uh, I had that back at like 79. And I had that in the 80s, 89. I'll be honest. I almost feel like I had this a little bit lower than I actually believe because I was worried about like making too many Mimi Boatman picks of like the obvious Boatman stuff. Because I just rewatched this movie uh, Sunday and man is this performance so good. Uh, I think Rockwell is so phenomenal in this. Right? Because first he has that rapid pace uh, comedic energy Kirk, that's not what I said, and you can stop. I, you can stop being in Bar's pocket because we all know that's what's happening. Is you're trying to tank me for the episode because uh, you want Bar to win. Anyway, he is uh, Bar. He is Bar. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have a second uh, account. Rock, like he has that manic. Like there are very few actors that can do the manic rapid fire comedy that Rockwell is doing uh, during like. Owen's tour of the water park. Like that is so much information being pulled out at you and so many little jokes within joke and Rockwell does it perfectly. But then he has those great little dramatic moments. As I've said before, maybe my favorite two seconds in movie history is I'm Owen, a friend of the three. Like I love that line. I love them uh, on the the tower after the party. I I just think this is such like just a great mentor performance. I love this character. I love this performance. Who else had it? Uh, I had it at seventy nine. Higher. You had it higher than me. Okay. Um. But yeah, I think this is Rockwell's best performance. Um. I think that what he brings to this part is. Uh, just terrific comedy, and I think I think that he's rapid fire, mile a minute, funny, but also superhuman. Um, just a very realistic human performance out of Rockwell. I love it. Um, it's my favorite from him. I think it's his, the best he's ever been. Um, the when he's on the water slide stairs, he is I'm look, I'm holding out for a hero to the end of the night, and just does the whole joke and Footloose. I haven't seen it. How about the remake? Uh, I think he's just rapid mile a minute funny. He's great. Yeah, uh, these two took all the quotes that I was going to use uh, incorrectly. Um, and I I think Bowman is absolutely spot on when it comes to the balance of manic comedy and sincerity uh, and the transition between the two. It's not like an abrupt transition. It's very smooth and believable. Um, and that's not always easy to do. And it's just one of those performances that's just so much fun. Uh, the scene where he, the, the holding out for a hero scene where they have to like get a lot of different uh, people to go down. It, it's just such a great moment. Okay. Um, Bowman, I need you to strap in. I need you to, Bear with me. I need you to breathe, okay? I'm scared. Rockwell, Rockwell's really good at playing Rockwell, is what I've kind of determined. I don't think this role is a top 100 worthy performance at all. I think the dialogue he gets is great, but I don't think he does anything that moves the needle in any other direction. I think he does nice things. I think he's good to, but overall, he's just the nice, lovable friend next to him. 
I honestly, and this is going to send shockwaves, I like this movie a lot. I think other comedic actors could have filled this role and done the same part. I really do. I really do. Friend with the three, blah, blah, blah. Who could have done it? What? Give me no. I you say other comedic actors who? Oh, Give me a specific person. Oh, no. you think this is fan zone, and I have to answer your questions, bitch. This is my show, and I'll say what I say. I think there's other things. I think I think um, I think like a Jason Siegel could have done that exact. I think so. I think he could have been the friend. No! I literally just watched him be in our friend and be that same character to two different people on two different sides. I think he could do it. Um. I think I think the script is what helps him in this role. I don't. I think he's playing a generic, just him self character, and that's fine to me. But top one hundred is stupidity. There's another one that was brought up tonight that we'll be brought up later. That's a even more of a joke. But we'll talk about that at a later date. I'm saying right now, Rockwell is a good actor, but he's good at playing himself at this point. There's a great Rockwell performance, but it was back a while ago. Not saying he's bad. Not saying he's good. He just—I don't know why it's top one hundred here. That's my opinion. Um, I'm confused which one you're talking about. About a while ago. Walking the green mile. Um. Anyways. Um. I thought you were going to Moon. I I haven't seen Moon, but I I know I know the I know the android in uh, Moon. Um. <laughs> I know the name. Uh. But uh. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't. That doesn't take. That, so this performance does not take away. Like I think this movie is good, but I think all of them in there are. I think you're doing a standout that has to play somebody completely different. Steve Burrell, he's completely different who he is. That's my opinion. Nothing wrong with the movie. The movie's still great. I don't think his performance is top 100 material. I take. It. So yeah, I didn't have Sam Rockwell for this performance, but. Uh... To call this his best performance is insanity because there's one, two probably that I would put above this, but this is a great performance. I do really enjoy it. It is the best part of the movie for me. Uh, uh, yeah, no, the, I, I'm a friend of the three. That's one of the most satisfying uh, endings to, uh, to a movie from that decade. It's, it's, it's so good, uh, but no, not in my top hundred. And I've got, a, uh, I've got a different one. But yeah, no. Before we move on, Kirk, what I'm saying is he's playing himself. Like he's playing a, like the writing is doing the work for him. So I believe anybody in that role could have played, filled in that role, and done that part of just acting like themselves in that role. Like it's a buddy guy that owns a water park. I don't think he's groundbreaking. I don't think he moves the needle. That's my whole opinion on that. So I think Rockwell is doing fine at doing what the script no, told him to do, but I don't think he does anything above. That's crazy. Besides, have comedic timing, I guess, and be able to. I mean, maybe Anna can. Maybe uh, Hayden Christians is good to have the comedic timing of. But overall, I think that's the thing. Um, what's the next one? Uh, I think we're at Jack now. Or Jack. Okay. Jack. Oh, that was your fifty-four. Okay. Um, my <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, I love it. <laughs> What a what a what a fucking just back. You're the reason why. Got him. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, my fifty-seven is. Holy shit! <laughs> no one heard that. That's good. Okay. Anyway. I don't think he. Maybe he picks someone. If he doesn't, I'll just do that. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Jack. 
I don't know what you said, but okay. Uh, my number 57 is Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, figured. Uh, my 56 is Madge Mickelson in Another Round. This is a performance that from the second I saw this movie, well, from, from what I heard about this movie, I'm like, okay, this sounds like a movie I, I want to see. And I heard Mads Mikkelsen was in it, and I'm like, okay, I have to see this movie. Because uh, I love Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, not more than Anthony Hopkins, mind you, but I do love Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, no, uh, he's fantastic in this. Uh, like I said before, uh, you give me uh, a performance dealing with uh, dealing with this issue, uh, I'm going to end up watching it, but uh, to just, just his journey from, uh, just his, uh, just his character's journey from, uh, when they start this experiment, because the movie's about these four teachers that, uh, start consuming alcohol during the day to, uh, see if they, ha uh, it, it affects them in a positive way. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into that, but from there, uh, from, from the beginning of his journey to how they start to slip into uh, in, in, into losing themselves in this. Uh, it's so heartbreaking to watch, especially, uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but I think his name is Thomas. I, I can't remember in the movie, but his performance as Martin, heartbreaking, beautiful performance, deserved to get nominated for best actor that year, but didn't, that's okay. Pisses me off, but whatever. Uh, no, he's incredible in this movie. Breaks my heart every time. And that last scene is just so, so fucking fun to watch. I'll make this quick. I don't do the booze movies, so I haven't seen this. Um, everybody else on this performance, they were so, so engaged with what you were talking, they were live tweeting about it, just to let you know. All three of them were live tweeting while you were um, uh, talking. Go ahead. Uh, I was looking, I was prepping my list, personally. Um, sure. <laughs> So I think that this is a really good performance in a really good movie, but I would not put this in my top 100, maybe not even my 150. Um, he's really good, don't get me wrong, but like, not one of the greatest performances of all time. To me. Um, I'll, I'll say I think this performance is fantastic. Uh, I love this performance, I love this movie. Um, and I think that he does a great job. I love the ending where he's just dancing around. I think that's like one of the most joyous scenes I've seen in film in a long time. Um, but this is not Mads Mikkelsen's best performance. Um, I considered it for maybe the 190 range and then it fell off because there were others I wanted to highlight, but this is not Mads Mikkelsen's best performance that I would put on this list. I think he has a, a different one, uh, that is better. I would nominate him for actor that year. I would nominate um, him for year too. But I, I don't think this makes the top 100, and definitely not 56. It's a great movie, though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, uh, I will say, though... Uh, oh, fuck, I forgot. Never mind. I had something to say. Oh, right. I, I think I know which performance you're talking about. I just don't think I've seen the movie, uh, if I'm thinking of the right one, the coho. But uh, it's the one you're thinking of. I, I absolutely 100% know it's the one movie that you're thinking of. Okay, yeah, that, that's fair. Um, right, Coho? Potentially. 
Yeah, Get out your fucking phone and learn how to have a conversation on the show. I was having a conversation with you. I'm not spoiling my list. You and Bowman both. I don't know if you're on the show or on your phone. Live tweet it if you're doing anything. Go ahead. All right. All right, folks. Uh, this is this is the pick. This is the pick that Cody alluded to at the beginning. This is the confusing pick. But I don't give a shit because I love it. It's Toby Kebbell. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, honey. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even want to. I'm going to be honest. I was going to play a clip, and I was like, you know what? Never mind. That was just too good. That was Bobby made the clip himself. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Emotional damage, though. <laughs> Listen to me. Okay. Look, Andy Circus is incredible. But I think of his performances in this trilogy, he gives his best in war. I think Toby Kebbell steals this movie from uh, from Andy Serkis. And it's not particularly close uh, for me. I think Koba's uh, journey from uh, being Caesar's loyal right-hand uh, right, right ape to being the one to uh, essentially... Uh, uh, try to kill Caesar and, and uh, use their power from him uh, to, to w- wage war on the humans is just so captivating to watch, but it's Kebbell's performance uh, of this tortured, uh, tortured soul who just, uh, who knows nothing but hatred from the human race. They experimented on him his whole life and it was Caesar who gave him his freedom and rise of the planet of the apes. But, uh, and seeing his descent into essentially, uh, well, in essentially betraying Caesar uh, and losing himself in his uh, quest for revenge is just, it, it's its fascinating to watch for me. I think this is uh, one of the, uh, I think this is one of the greatest mocap uh, performances ever, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, then again, Andy Serkis has so many great ones, uh, but um, no, Toby Kebbell's incredible in this movie, and I know it's a weird take, but I personally would have nominated, not not given him the Oscar, but had him slide into the nominations, and maybe as my six or five, because uh, I love him in this movie. I think he's fucking incredible, and I am ready to get torn to shreds. Let's go. Are we talking about Gary Oldman? No, this we is talking the about Andy Serkis. Episode as well. We talking about Andy Serkis? We talking about Tony? Uh, oh, who plays Koba? Toby Kebbell. He plays Koba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really confused by this performance overall. You said he'd get nominated. Well, let me let me let me double check. Hold on, let me hold on. It doesn't matter. You. It doesn't matter, Jack. I this is my favorite War of the Planet of the Apes. I absolutely love this. <laughs> I thought I couldn't trust the Academy with nominations. I'll be honest with you. I definitely know I can't trust you with the nominations. Denzel Washington's never getting another Oscar nomination ever again. Um, Emotional, damn it. 
so like I never do this because I always watch them all three together. But I just went back and watched um um Dawn of the Planet of the Apes just to see. And I absolutely love this movie. I think this movie's absolutely incredible. But there is not one person of this movie that I would nominate, recommend for this top one hundred. This movie is a this movie is a an achievement in film because of what it's able the world it's able to create and execute off the pre the sequel to it, like be the sequel for it. But like nothing's ground like nothing stands out like overall great performance for me. I don't know. Um I understand, like, like, but you gotta. I understand his mocap, and I get those performances. But like, he's the bad guy of the film, which is fine. But this, uh, this crazy to me. This is fucking bad shit, crazy. Because of this movie is one I love, and I can't believe I had to come in here and talk about it. Where, like, they're fucking apes. Is the better part <laughs> Gary Oldman? I feel like I'm Gary Oldman at the bottom when uh, the what's his, who's the actor that has the gun on him? Uh, Jason Clark when he's pointing the gun, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, he's like, "What are you fucking doing? Are you crazy? You stupid?" That's how I thought when I saw Toby Kebbell at 55. You would slot it in in fifth nomination. That's crazy to me. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Ooh, everybody else. Everybody, all the naked girls are back. Everybody else on this performance. So I would just like to point out that Jack said he would slip into the nominations as my six or five. Oh, well, well, here's the thing. Uh, like, uh, yeah, slip it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, either five or just barely miss. Like five or just barely miss, basically. Because <laughs> I love him in this. Uh, with that being said, I still have not seen this movie. You have not seen fandom. any of the new You confuse me. I have not seen any of the trilogy. You played fandom. You, you confuse me. Like that's a, that's and a, I'm Owen. What? I know, but that's an excuse to watch it. Like if I showed up tomorrow and said, "Hey, I want to play fandom," the first thing I would do is like find something I haven't seen and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch them," or be like Coho and wait two years to watch Maze Runner. It's it just happens to people. Uh, everybody else. Movie's good, but what the fuck, dude? Um, like, the, like Kirk's absolutely right. Literally anyone could have played this part. There's nothing Toby Kebbell is doing in a mocap suit that makes it special. He's whatever. And to put him 55, you have him, like, let's, I want this to be, like, made about clear. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, you have this about Goodwill Hunting. You have this over, there was one that we talked about last week, even, that you were like, we were like, what the hell, Jack? Um, you don't yeah, have, like, over Samuel L. Jackson in, uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon, Walking Phoenix and Gladiator. Um, John oh, Candy he has and- this. He has this on his list, and Morgan Freeman from the Shawshank Redemption is just not on his list at all. And this is fifty-five. God damn it, Jack. Jack, bad ape. You know what happened? You know when you know when Coba takes that one ape to the top and throws him off. Yeah, that's what I want to do with you. Go ahead. I mean, I want to do that to myself too. So, oh well, this is well. There's a helpline for all that needs to be said. Oh, honey. (laughs) What, Bert? You make me sad. (laughs) Great. 
that's the comment. That's emotional I mean. damage, Kirk. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. Oh, play the clip. You didn't play the clip. <laughs> that's so easy to <laughs> produce, isn't it? <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I don't have it in this brand because that's not this brand, you dumb shit. I, I have one job. Have to play. Hey, boat, you had two clips to play. I have over thirty. Piss off. Can someone move me out of the way? Like, I'm in between this. Okay. This what? What just just beat Toby Kettle? My number fifty-four is the V Diggs in blind spotting. Okay. Uh, okay. That was my that was my that was my eighty-four. Yeah. Now we're back on some sort. Of okay. What number, Coho? 84. 84. Oh, 84. Okay. David Diggs is fantastic in this. The the entire uh the movie takes place uh during his last three days of of probation uh or whatever it uh probation, I believe, and uh just uh his uh just him just trying to stay on the straight and narrow, trying not to get uh get caught with with Miles trying to do anything wrong. But the his chemistry with Miles is so good in in this movie. Uh and well, probably because they uh I believe they wrote the movie together. Uh but uh David Diggs gives an electric performance as Colin. Uh just he brings so much energy to every scene he's in and there's that, and once again, there's this underlying pain in this character that finally, once he once he breaks, you can't take your eyes off the screen. That final rap uh, with between him and the cop in the in the garage at the end of the film, brilliant. Uh, the scene where they flash back to uh, when he was arrested, it's great. Uh, basically, any scene, uh, the the scene at the at the house party. Uh, with between him and Miles, it, that whole bit is fantastic as well. It, it, it's got so many memorable moments because of his performance. And, and his performance drives the whole movie forward, and it's just so much fun to watch. I love David Diggs in this film, uh, and I really want to see this one again. Yeah, I think that this movie rests on uh, both David Diggs and Raphael Casals' shoulders, but I think Diggs is is giving the better performance. Um, I think David Diggs uh, is is giving a performance that I think is just superhuman. Um, it's just I think when they're freestyling, walking away from the restaurant, from the from the hamburger stand, uh, is great a uh, moment of friendship. And then it comes all the way back around to the end where you know everyone talks about him freestyling in the garage, which is a brilliantly acted scene uh, from him where he's he's just angry and hurt and sad and scared and upset all in one scene in one one monologue that all he can do is, is, is let his, his feelings out through rhyme. Um, and I think that that's a really well done moment. Um, I think he's great through and through. Um, and I think that uh, he and Casal were both in consideration for this, but I think Diggs is better. So. I think, I think in the eighties is better than in the fifties for this performance overall. I think he's good. But I don't know where I put him any higher. I think I've seen the movie just one time, but it stands out. Like I've seen it many times. Um, but his performance still sticks with me. Um, if I was going to put it, I would probably not include it at all. But if I did, I'd, I want it in the 80s more than the 50s. But Toby Kebbell's at 55, so I can't expect much at this point. Um, I take what I get. 
Um, ever uh, bar and boat thoughts on this performance? I'm happy I'm going back to not being last at the very least. Um, that's that's nice. Uh, no, like this is I, this I, I said that on this. I have more time about Kevil because this is a legitimately solid performance in my opinion. Diggs is really good. I would nominate him for lead actor that year. I think he's really solid. The rap scene is fantastic. Yeah, um, I I kind of go back and forth on who I like more in this movie between David Diggs and Rafael Casal. Um, and uh, they're both great performances. I think that they just kind of like barely slipped off my list, even though I love them both. Why well, you got six guns in your car? So this is an Uber? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right, uh, go. Yep. Uh, my number 53 is my third performance from this movie, and it's the highest one so far. Uh, it is Faye Dunaway in Network. Um, I think Faye Dunaway in Network is my favorite piece of the movie. Um, I think it is, but this is also a movie that has like one of the best cast of actors acting at any given point. So I, but she's the one that takes it for me. Um, I think her relationship with William Holden is really great, and like the way that she maneuvers her way through each character and performance that we see in this movie, I think is, is brilliant. I think that she is sort of the glue of the movie to me, in a way. Um, and I, I love how, like, honestly, she's really unlikable at points. Like, you just hate this person. Uh, and by the end, it's not that you just don't, you don't hate her, really, by the end. You just kind of feel sad for her, um, in a way. Um, I think she's brilliant. I think what she does here is phenomenal. I'm the only one who had it. Holy shit. Yeah, Network is kind of like um, The Departed for me. Um, there are so many performances. So, like, if I was making this list, I'd probably – it's kind of weird. I'd probably exclude most from this movie, and that's kind of crazy to say. But it's like – or I could oversaturate this movie and include a ton, which you're currently doing – which is fun. I was only three. Only I kept to the three. I still find it weird. Like, was this was seventy six, right? Yep, brutally lost. Lost to Rocky. Um, which is, I like Rocky. I'm not saying anything bad. But like, Network has been one of those films that I watch more. I'm like, good board. Um, I've never been a huge Faye Dunaway fan. Um, I just, I'm just not. Uh, nothing against her. I think she's fine. You just have never like really connected to most. The best she's ever been for me is in this film. Um, this and Bonnie and Clyde. I think she's in Bonnie and Clyde. I think that's correct. No. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Here's okay. here's how what you know that like question? I like her. You're, you're lying. It's fine. Here's um, how you know I, I like her in this movie. She fucked over one of my, my like. She gave me a lot of false hope in 2016. She's 53. Just that's how good she is. She didn't fuck over. She got the wrong envelope. Um, Still. And Warden Baby threw her under the fucking bus. So no, no, no. You watch yeah, that again. No, Baby stop. is trying to understand. And Dunaway is like, you old man, stop doing a bit. And she just reads the thing. That is Dunaway's fault, not Baby. Okay. I, I thought know. you were going to say that was her Shut best up. performance. Shut up. But network. But network. <laughs> Great. Great movie, great performance overall. 53, fine. There's a performance from Network that you've included this much. 
should be on your list. If it's not, invalid. That's all I'll say. Um, everybody else. You had it lower. Yeah, I had it lower. I had it on this, but it was lower than this one. The one you're talking about. The performance from Network that you were saying is the – I had it lower than this one. He has been lower than this. Yeah, I have Peter Finch lower than this performance. Are you delusional? No, I, I, I think all three oh, of them are great. They're oh all like – Invalid. Fucking in- – He's my favorite part of the movie. Dubs. Uh, okay. Similar situation to Richard Dreyfus. Faye Dunaway was teetering around my list. She's my eight in my actress ranking, in my best actress ranking. Uh, the the next highest was seven. So she didn't make it on, but she was teetering around the, the hundreds. Um, this is a movie that I really liked the first time I saw it. I need to rewatch it. Um, and I, I think that all the performances were great, but I think it's just been long enough that it kind of hindered my memory of it. I will uh, say, William Holden. Go ahead. I will say, I haven't seen this uh, scene, Faye Dunaway in this movie, but I have seen Faye Dunaway in Supergirl and Oof. So, <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Don't don't include her on the list for Supergirl. Fuck that role. Um, all right. Um, bar. Uh, my number 53 is Mark Ruffalo in Dark Waters. So there's kind of been this very small subgenre of Mark Ruffalo reading documents and saying we have to stop them. Uh, this is probably my favorite of those performances. Um, you're dead. No, he's great in Spotlight. Like he's fantastic in Spotlight. (laughs) I'm gonna hide from the murder. I'm sick. Spotlight's the better movie. Uh, I just like this performance a little bit better. Um, It's not a little bit better. It's not a little bit better. Mark Ruffalo and Spotlight wasn't on your list. You don't get to say a little bit better. Uh, uh, well, hopefully he's on your list because if not, then it's not your turn. Um, so, <laughs> so I really like his performance in this movie. I think that every time that he thinks that he's like it, it's come to its conclusion something else happens and he just gets more and more frustrated as it goes along. But, Oh my God. Okay. Um, and I think that that build is really great because you, you see the level of intensity and the stakes rising through his performance. Um, and even like when he's first discovering everything, it's kind of like this great, all right, there's no way that like this random farmer guy isn't crazy. He's just, you know, paranoid. And you see that you you see that lack of confidence in the situation build. Um I, I think that this is just a really well paced acting performance. Um and I think that it I, it's yes, it, I stand by it. It is my favorite. They do. They knew and they let it happen. Not in your movie. Just to let you know. Not in your movie at all. Um, Sort of. 
I watched this movie and I thought it was very meh. I didn't find that much like greatness in it. I think did it come out before or after Spotlight? After, way after. Um, yeah, way after. And that's the thing. I just don't know how you sit there and say of the of the looking at looking through stuff and like fighting the people that you sit against. This is the better performance. I don't I don't get it. This movie's three and a half stars. That movie's five stars. His performance in that movie should have won an Oscar. This performance shouldn't even got sniffed for an Oscar. Weird. And I like Ruffalo. I think Ruffalo is one of the great a great actors. But weird weird choice of fifty three. Swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. You're a Phillies fan. You should know what that's looked like. Um, very much so. Uh, shut up, Coho. You're way behind me in fantasy baseball. So who who else, shit. I'm who beating else, both of you. Who else has seen Dark Water? I watched the trailer for Dark Waters and went, oh, this looks like B-level Spotlight, so I'm good. I, I, I'll just go watch Spotlight. Like, if I want to watch him do the same part again. After the call, if you're interested, uh, Spotlight watch along. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, I mean, possible. I would reach out. Um, I, I would uh, what, uh, uh, have you seen it, Boat? Um, Jack. No, but it's on Netflix now in Canada, so I will eventually. Okay. Ooh, right. everyone gets to go, oh, what a terrible choice, and none of y'all have seen it. All right, except for I didn't oh, say Cody. a terrible choice. Cody's I, terrible. I, I never said a terrible choice. I said you're going to die because you have Ruffalo, but you don't have Ruffalo in Spotlight. And you were like, oh, it's just a little, he's a little bit better in this. No, he's not a little bit better because he's your favorite. You can't say that if you haven't seen the movie. I'm not saying. I'm saying to you, he's not a little bit better. I'm saying you're doing the bar thing. Okay. Uh, just and, and it is happening. So after the call, if anybody wants to, I will send you a link. Uh, we are watching Spotlight, and anybody that shows up, you can bring another movie. And if we have time, we'll watch the second one. We'll spin a wheel and find out what happens. But Spotlight will be happening right after the call. Um, everybody else. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, my 53 is Elizabeth Taylor in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Okay, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Taylor just commands this movie. Like, this is a movie that is so dependent on the performances to work. The performances don't work, the movie doesn't work. And this is one of the most terrifying. This is the I I I will say this is one of if not the scariest non horror movies ever made because this movie is just it's just two couples in a room. But the reason it feels so terrifying is the intensity of Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, and in particular the intensity of Elizabeth Taylor. She is so. She just commands every room she's in, and the way she just picks at Richard Burton the entire time is so malicious and so horrifying and entertaining. She's so good in it. She is excellent in this. I love this performance. Is she excellent in this, or is this just at-home drama put to film? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, because I just think I, I think that I think that for four, I think that her home life and everything 
is the reason why this performance is as strong as it is. Because she's really going through, like, her and, is it, what's his name? Richard Burton. Her and Richard Burton did not have a great marriage. Like, very not not great. Um, so, for her to have this role and for to be able to do this, I think just um, overall, um, uh, that's probably what helped make this character. This movie... This is one of those movies that comes along that has never made me feel more uncomfortable than I am. Like, I was super uncomfortable watching this. Um, it's kind of like Boatman. It's basically anybody that's ever been on call when me and Boatman fight about Warzone and you're just one of the pieces of the baseball, <laughs> you don't feel like this in this movie with Elizabeth Taylor just yelling at Richard Burton. Like, she's just getting, like, I think she's drinking in this, like, drinking or whatever, and she's getting, like, more just angry and just saying what it is. Like, those are some stuff that you just don't get all that often. Um, so, yeah. I'd I'd recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. I think the I think the overall performance is really strong. I think her and Burton are really strong in this movie, um, and the ending is so so like sad. Um, everybody else on who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? And by the way, the answer is everybody. I haven't uh, seen this movie. Yeah, I'll keep it short. I haven't seen it. Okay, so. Uh, <clears throat> Both Elizabeth Taylor and, honestly, Sandy Dennis were two of the last cuts I made on this list. So it was real close with her being online. Sure. Okay. Um, Jack. All right. My number 53 is Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge. All right. I really enjoyed this. Uh, not enjoyed, but I really this movie's great. Uh, th this movie, this movie is really great, and Andrew Garfield gives a hell of a performance as Desmond Doss. Uh, just the perfect. Uh, just the you. Okay, oh, one sec. Andrew Garfield is great. He gives uh, one of his best performances uh, in this oh, in in this film. Uh, he uh, and you and oh, shit. Every scene he's got with Hugo Weaving is is great. Uh, between the if even if you don't if you're not a fan of Hugo Weaving in this film, their uh, their dynamic in this is just uh, it feels like a genuine. Uh, relationship between the two of them, uh, like a father-son uh, relationship, and uh, just the pain uh, uh, when when Desmond says that he's going, uh, that he's enlisting. But uh, it's the I help me get one more moment that uh, cements this performance as one that I just can't get enough of. Uh, that whole scene is incredible and then but his journey throughout the entire thing and his how his uh how his faith is challenged uh throughout his time in the army and in uh in whatever training camp or whatever boot camp he's in but that his whole journey in this film is so compelling and it's a incredible true story uh so yeah uh, it does the does the story justice and he gives a hell of a performance for it um, 
I have my thoughts on this movie. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think the scene, like at the end, when he's saving all the people, saves this performance, like this movie for what it is. I think it's great, like spectacle and stuff. Like, but overall, I feel like it always just like got this gloss on it. Like it's it's a war movie, but it's not really a war movie. Like it's like it's like a I don't know. It just never like clicks to me. Like it it like paints the, the war as like not war like bubbly like i don't know it's weird for me garfield's a great actor i think it proved this past year he's a great actor he's firing all cylinders i just don't know if this would even be like gracing some of his top performances for me um i just don't love this movie and i don't love the character of him and i just i don't think sometimes it's hard to see even if an actor is like working really well if you can't connect with the character does the character like rank that high for you i'm not sure if um, so I'm unsure about that. Um, everybody else on uh, Andrew Garfield. I've actually never seen this movie. That's still wow. so. I, I think that he's, I think that he's really good in this movie. Um, however, there are also moments where the accent overtakes the performance, in my opinion. Uh, and it becomes just like a lit, like a hair silly, um, especially in some of the early scenes when he's at first interacting with what's your name. Um, otherwise, good performance, better Andrew Garfield performances out there, though. I think the kiss of death that this movie will always have to live with is that while this is a really good performance, it is not the best Andrew Garfield performance of 2016 and not the one he should have been nominated for. That's the kiss of death for this movie. Is that Garfield's so much better in silence. This this is a good performance. It's solid. I think he's doing a good job, but it's it's always going to have to live with that. This movie is always going to be the one that Garfield got nominated for that he shouldn't have. Kind of like Gosling when he got nominated for La La Land. Absolutely agree. He had a better performance that year. Yeah. Gosling did. <laughs> Great to oh, figure out Coho wasn't paying attention. No, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> I'm just not um, I'm not I'm not willing to fight that fight. Uh, all right. Fifty twos. Uh, my number 52 is Michael Keaton in Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Um, okay. Oh uh, wow, okay. Wow. That's kind of wild. Uh, I love Michael Keaton in this movie. Uh, I think that he gets to have a great time playing Regan Thompson, but also getting those moments where he just gets to be the Birdman personality. That's the opening where he's floating in his dressing room. It's just the smells like balls in here. Uh, it's really it makes me laugh every time because it's just such a jarring way to start this movie. Don't like that. And, and I think that like and Keaton does a great job of playing both parts of this fractured guy who is just like obsessed with becoming famous again and reclaiming the popularity he had when he played Birdman in the movies. And like obviously you can talk about the meta nature of this being a Michael Keaton's career thing as like a commentary on it but i think that like while he's perfectly suited for this part because of that he's bringing so much more to it than just that where it's like when that scene where he's acting opposite edward norton at the table and he's like 
we talk about you talk about love and this and the kind of love is what are you saying about love and then Edward Norton gets to respond. I think those two play off each other great, um, but I think Michael Keaton does like a great job leading this movie all the way through. Um, I believe that he's just more and more unhinged. The walk around the theater in his underwear is like a very iconic moment. I think that Michael Keaton's just strutting through and like just like trying to brush people off as he's like rushing to get back inside until he walks inside with the finger gun and the wig and he has to like play it from the audience like way off cue and like work through it i think he's great and obviously the best scene from him in this is when he's talking to the film critic he's like and he's just berating the film credit or the, the the theater critic uh i think is a terrific scene um but yeah i think he's great uh yeah i think i think he's great as birdman um I don't love the movie, but I love the, I like the performance a lot. I like a lot of the performances in this movie more than I like the movie. Respect the movie. Um, yeah, I'm just a little surprised with this. But this group it kind of makes more sense why he's not on everybody's list. Um, I just assume this role is one of those that stand out. Kind of sad that he still can't win that. He couldn't win the light. Wasn't he nominated twice or something? He was, he was only nominated for Best Actor for Birdman, and the fact that he didn't win this year is still an absolute joke. What in that mean? category, he lost... He lost Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne. The Theory of Everything. He was also nominated for Spotlight, wasn't he? Yeah, supporting no, actor. No, he was well, not. I he was. No, only Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams were nominated for Spotlight. Uh, but overall, um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo was nominated for uh, no, Mark Ruffalo is the only supporting actor nomination from that movie. Um, okay, so, everybody else on Michael Keaton and Birdman. No, this is a really good performance. Uh, this is this is a fantastic performance. I think uh, Keaton is so intense here, and so like I, I love the scene where he's talking to the critic. That is like such just a great meltdown. It's a it's a really good pick. Yeah. Um, the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this is this is sort of like the Elizabeth Taylor. Um, thing where one of the last people I cut from my list. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen this movie in like four years. I uh, just haven't gotten back to it, but I do remember Keaton's performance being incredible, but it's just not one I've, I have like a solid enough opinion on to put on the list, but he is great in this film. Yeah. Bar 52. My number 52 is Tony Curtis in Sweet Smell of Success. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, I kind of figured that was coming. Um, so, I watched this movie because everyone was telling me, oh, Burt Lancaster's incredible in this movie. Um, no one told me that Tony Curtis was also incredible in this movie. Um, just the way that he's able to go from presenting himself as this this cocky guy who knows ev like everything going on to just instantly being just like a mousy little rat uh it's really impressive um i think the the end where and i don't want to spoil it um but at the end um uh, a reveal uh is presented and tony curtis's face in that moment is just so awe-inspiring uh, as an actor um because the 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 realization is so strong um 
and it's just like this great dichotomy performance of him showing his true self versus what he's trying to present himself as. Um, it's a fantastic performance from a movie that I think more people definitely need to see. Um, so I have to admit something. I fucked up. Um, I thought this was on next week's. I didn't think this was this week's, so I didn't get a chance to... I didn't even attempt to watch it this week. Um, so what I will do is I'll watch it before next week's episode just to make sure I have my thoughts on it. Um, I don't think I'll have bad things to say because two of those actors I'm pretty big fan of. So I think I'll enjoy the movie, but I'll save my opinions for next week. I'll start the show with my thoughts on that movie. Um, everybody else... Is Bowman the only one? Has Bowman seen this movie? Bowman's the only one, so Bowman's on. Yeah, uh, this is a great performance. I really hope that this is not the only performance Barr has from this movie. Because if so, that's insane. That's all I'm going to say. I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, my fifty-two. Yeah, uh, my fifty-two is Nicolas Cage in adaptation. Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for dual performances, and this is one of my favorites. I love his portrayal of the ultimately the incredibly neurotic in his own head, Donald or Charlie, and the lovable Donald. Uh, the completely inept, you know, just ultimate positive versus the ultimate negative. And he plays both so well and plays with them both with just the right amount of, like, not being likable. Because you, you kind of need to dislike both of them, but you also kind of need to like both of them. And it's that perfect balance. Um, I get not everybody likes Nicolas Cage. I, he's very hit or miss for me. I think he is so good in this, though. He is just doing so much here, and I think it works so well. It's such a different performance for Cage. I've never really seen him play anything like he does with Charlie. You know, just the the neurotic, not self-confident. Like, there are very... Cage has had a lot of different performances. I've never seen him play another character that I would describe as not confident. Cage is always playing confident, and he plays not confident with Charlie so well. Great performance all day. Yeah, I just talked about this recently, so I won't spend too much time on it. I think he's great. I think he should have been nominated. Um, I think he's – or he was nominated, right? Yeah. yeah. If this was the role – besides this or leaving Las Vegas, I think he, this is the one he could have won for. Absolutely. I think he's great. Um, but Nick Cage is really good. Um, playing those dual roles. A movie I didn't think I'd like. I really ended up enjoying it. So that's something. And I'm not a Nick Cage fan at all, so – but Mike's my friend, so Rage Cage. Uh, everybody Rage else, uh, everybody um, else on this performance. So yeah, this is one of Cage's better performances, um, and it's kind of incredible that how well he's able to play these two characters so differently. Um, that it's not like one person trying to play two people. It seems like it's actually two people. So yeah, great pick. 
Um, I like this performance a lot. Uh, I considered it for a minute. Um, it fell off my list. Uh, when we did the best of the 2000s Oscars, he was my best of the decade uh, actor pick. So, um, yeah, I think he's very good at playing both parts. I haven't seen this movie, but I want to. What? I'm doing that as a joke. I'm doing that as a joke. I was saying. Now it's a joke. No, seriously, what? Oh my god. I was saying, why are we surprised that Jack hasn't seen a movie? That's why I'm saying that. Fucking hell. Sure, Jan. Oh man, these two. Jack. It's a joke until it isn't. All right, and my. And my number 52 is Robert De Niro in The Deer Hunter. No one. Okay. Did you have another performance from The Deer Hunter? I think so. Yep, I did. It was lower. Go ahead. All right. It, it, it's a pick between him and Walken, but... Uh, but they're both fucking incredible in this film. They're both fantastic. Uh, but for me, for me, De, De Niro, okay, someone's echoing, but uh, De Niro is just, he, he, he's easily one of the, uh, this is easily one of my favorite, uh, if not my favorite De Niro performances, because I, to be fair, there's a fair few big ones I haven't seen, but I plan on getting to those. But he's incredible in this movie. Just the uh, once again, uh, uh, the the wedding scene is great. Uh, even though it is a tad long, the wedding scene is great because it give it gives you time to get to know these characters and to live with them for time before they go to Vietnam and. They're they they're never the same person again. Uh, the scene where he, uh, like both Russian roulette scenes are incredible. Like they're they're fantastic. The two best scenes in this film. But the scene uh, where the, where they go hunting after uh, after he returns home from Vietnam and uh, John Cazale is like waving his gun around and he basically plays Russian roulette with John Cazale. That scene is nuts. Uh, he, Robert De Niro is nuts in this movie. Uh, at points, and that final scene between him and uh, between him and Walken is just—it's—it's it's so powerful. Uh, I love this. I love this film, and I'm really excited to rewatch it. Like I mentioned, a lot of actors as like top tier. Like De Niro is is next to Denzel, probably, if I really had to rank him, I don't rank him, but De Niro's probably two. Um, oh man, that's crazy to put him over Walken in this performance. You can put him over Walken in a lot of movies, but the Deer Hunter, I think, is Walken's like performance. There's a lot of good performance of De Niro, but I don't know how you rank one higher than the other. You just can't do it. Um, Everybody else on De Niro in The Deer Hunter. I haven't seen this movie. I will get to it in March. I do think this is a really good performance. The problem is having this one instead of Walken. Yeah. Is, I, I he has Walken. He's just lower. 
I'm saying having this one over. I gotcha. Let me correct myself. Having this gotcha. one over Walken is crazy. Like De Niro is really good. Like that that Russian roulette scene does not work without both Walken and De Niro being at the top of their games. Like they're both great, but De Niro De Niro's the main character. He's the constant. He's the one who's our surrogate. Whereas he's not the one who really gets to be the flashy performance in this movie, I feel like. Yeah, pretty much everything Bo said. I, I literally can't put it any better. The fact that you put this over walking, though, is what the fuck? Okay. Um, Coho. All right, my number 51 is we're going to talk about an iconic character that was name dropped a little bit earlier today. Uh, my number 51 is Sylvester Stallone in Creed. Um, I think Rocky Balboa is one of my favorite characters in film. Um, I think Stallone's best outing as the character is in Creed, um, just because they give him a lot more uh, depth as the old man. They give him a little bit more interesting things to do, um, and I think he plays into that really well. Where he like he steps up to the challenge of taking this character that he's played six times and finding a new way to approach it as a little bit more remorseful, a little bit more reclusive, um, and a little less interested in the world he used to be a part of. And I think that's a really great way to approach Rocky Balboa in this movie. Um, I, I mean, I think his fight with cancer throughout this entire movie is a, is a great plot for him to go through. I think he plays it really well. Um, every time he like gets really sick or falls down, I like I'm all like when I saw this movie, I was just like my heart would stop. Because uh, I didn't know if we were going to lose Rocky Balboa in this movie. Um, but then also seeing him become the ringside mentor, like, firmly. Like, this is now his role in life in this movie is something I really love. I love seeing Rocky in Creed's corner through that entire fight. Where he's like, who are you? He goes, Creed, who are you? Creed! And the music swells. is like a great, great scene from the both of them. But yeah, I think this is Stallone's best outing as Rocky. I love the character. I love Stallone's performance as the character in almost all of them. So, yeah, I've never talked about this movie. I think with a with a star of one of the uh, movies on the panel, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to get. My I word. will say, Bar in Creed Two, my one on one. Appreciate you, buddy. What I will say is the reaction uh, shot. I absolutely love uh, Rocky Wait, Balboa. Rocky Balboa is a character. Um, I love the first four films. I love Rocky Balboa, um, and that's all he was able to do until he got this um, role. And I, this is the best performance of Rocky in Creed. Absolutely the best. Um, he is better as a mentor than he is as a fighter himself. Um, he at least teaches Adonis to hold his hands up, which he could never figure out, right. um, which is which is great. Can't manage it. You learn from your past mistakes. Um, and like the whole scene is like, I'll fight him if you fight this. And like that whole thing, like that's the so good. Um, I mean, I, maybe he shouldn't have won that year, but I wouldn't have hated him winning that year. I would have voted for him. But yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the like he does. Uh, I mean, it's better who it's better than who won. Oh, that's uh, true. That's very true. Would it help? Academy Award. Um. So yeah, everybody else on Sylvester Stallone and Creed. Uh, yeah. No, this is my favorite of 
the Rocky Balboa performances I've seen. Um, just not a name or a performance that flashed across my mind when I made this list. You've seen his Rocky movie? But you were on set with him. Yeah. I was. Cool Good guy. guy. Good did guy. Jack just point out... Wait, did, I, I, are you inferring that there's a Rocky movie you haven't seen? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, oh that's, okay. That's Never mind. That's no, that's, I thought that's, you, I thought you, that's you know what? That's fine. I thought you're there was a Rocky one, if I, if, When I watch it, I don't. That's watch the it. one that I skipped to. Yeah, it's you don't fine. have. To. I will say it's that like, his. You can jump right into Balboa. Like you can, you could. You, I'm not going to say that, but you could skip the one before that one. Uh, no, you cannot. You absolutely cannot skip. All right. He ends the Cold War, you fucking psycho. Not only that, oh, Rocky, you cannot watch Creed or Creed 2 without watching Rocky 4. Hearts don't fire. Yeah. The fuck, dude? No, that's fair. That's <laughs> no, a fair point. I just don't like that one. Um, no, I think Stallone, it's not a Boatman movie. It's, it's macho. Okay. It's not a Boatman movie. Um, I no Stallone's good. I I'll be honest. I I really like Stallone in the first Rocky. So I feel like for me personally, I take that performance over him in Creed. But that's just me. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie since like 2018. I want to say it's been a minute for me. Don't worry, Coho. I've seen it. Mini, pa uh, mini panic. He said he said he had seen it. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I, I watched this movie with my brother uh, back in 2018, and we loved it. But I, I haven't seen it since. Uh, but no, it's it's a great, great pick. Uh, not not who I would have given best supporting actor to that year, but uh, but no complaints. Bitch. All right. Um, I this Ruffalo uh, bar. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Oh yeah. I forgot Ruffalo's that you Ruffalo's the one. <laughs> we talked about it about 20 minutes ago. Fuck Creed. Oh, um, go ahead. <laughs> my uh my 51 is Oscar Isaac and Inside Lewin Davis. So I think that this is just a, a, okay. Uh, I just love Kelly's reaction to his person. Cool. Um I think that this is just a great Asshole performance, but the kind of asshole that you're still kind of rooting for, um, which is always, as I've said before, a hard performance to kind of do and do well. Um, there are a lot of great scenes. Like the, the one scene that I think of the most, oddly enough, is this is uh, the scene in the car. Um, where he's exiting the car and he just kind of looks at the cat that's in there and he's just kind of like staring at it and he just closes the door like that would it's just such a great moment you're kind of like what an asshole um but he's also a guy as i said you're kind of cheering for you're kind of rooting for especially when he's performing in front of bud grossman uh, and the other thing I really like about this performance is Oscar Isaac is actually doing all of the guitar work, like, live. Um, and it's hard. No, seriously, they're hard chords to do. So to be able to do that and keep doing it through editing, um, it's just a great thing that not a lot of people can do. Um, no, you're not far. What? 
I, I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, it's just a really great performance, and I think that knowing some of the behind-the-scenes things really helps. I'm just saying, I could have, um, I could have played the guitar like that. That's not a big deal. Um, I've seen this movie one time. I didn't want, I didn't hate the cat in this, so that's a that's a strong stretch for me because I normally hate cats and everything. Um, that's why I've never seen the movie Cats. Um, but um, yeah, I don't. Fifty One's a little weird. I don't think I remember watching it where that was like the. Um, like I don't remember his performance being that groundbreaking for me. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but maybe, but you and Brooklyn will always give like guitars and stuff like higher, like if they got to play it, like ooh, that's impressive. Um, everybody else, I'm just gonna come on out and say it. I love the Cullen Brothers. I love them to death. I don't get this one. I'm sorry, I don't get the love for Inside Lewin Davis. I think it's mid. It's fine. It's low tier Cohens. Um, there's not a performance in this that I think is worthy of being on this list. Oscar Isaac is fine. Um, I don't get it. I, I genuinely don't. I think like technical aspects of this are well done, but like, I'm not a fan of inside Lewin Davis. Uh, I don't think Oscar Isaac should be in your top 100, let alone one spot outside your top 50. Um, you have a lot of performances lower that I'm like, what the fuck is Oscar Isaac doing above those? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm like one of the biggest Cohen shows in this community and I don't, I, I'm the one out of like the six of us that thinks this movie's whatever and fine. So, but you got hit by a train. I did get hit by a train. <laughs> I actually drowned and then got hit by an underwater train. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have not seen this one. You know, I think it's funny that Barr is talking about, uh, just really impressive guitar chords. No, I think. I, I just think if we're going by that logic of, oh, that's something impressive that not a lot of people can do. Not a lot of people can take on a bear. So Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant better be, like, very high up because not a lot of people can eat elk liver. What I'm saying is that those are difficult guitars, chords, and so having to do that through editing and start at the exact same spot and just keep going, it's so hard. Leonardo DiCaprio at 49? Did he actually fight a bear? I don't think he so. He actually had to sleep in a bison liver. Or eat oh, wow. Good for you. An actual dead horse and eat a bison liver. Not everybody can oh, do that. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no, my I'm, God. I didn't what's, do that, Bar. What Go great acting. Actually. Hey, so Bowman, is it really you... acting if you just learned to play the guitar? <laughs> Bowman, can you say you're You already right? knew how to play guitar. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Bowman, what's your pick? <coughs> Sunset Boulevard. Yikes. Yikes. Jack. Yeah, we're done here. Uh, my number 51 is Sam Rockwell and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ha! We'll talk about that later time. Um, uh, that's the show, folks. How it works. Hold on. I didn't look. I need to grade this shit. Now I can do this. Hold on. So first place. Um, oh, this is going to be a tougher one. <laughs> Coho is not. Hey, Coho, look at that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Get Ooh, fucked, you Canadian it, asshole. Who had it higher? Yeah, this gonna be. Oh no, he fell off. Bowman wins this week. Damn it! It was close. It was real close. But Bowman had him way, way back. I still don't think that's a top one hundred performance. Um, but overall, first place goes to you. Second place goes to Coho. Third place is Bar. Last place, Jack Lincoln. Yep. <laughs> of all the pictures you could have chose, so pick a better movie. True. Sorry, uh, boat. Next <laughs> week, you admitted that movie was good when the last time we watched it. You admitted what did that that I remember say that you talked about for? Oh, he made a joke about Gosling and La Land, so I told him to go fuck himself for the last couple seconds. That's fair. Oh, okay, so next piano? week. We'll be back again tonight. We're watching Spotlight. So if you need a link, send me a message. Have a great night. See you next week. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So, Normally, I would say Alfredo Zin. But since what Alfredo Zin actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to see you again to you, sir, I say good.